What's up, YouTube? Today I have an amazing guest. I have Jess with me. Thank you so much for accepting the, the invite. Jess is representing PWCC, a platform that I actually talk a lot about on this channel. I really love using PWCC, especially because I'm overseas, so PWCC helps me a lot, specifically with, with the Vault. But for viewers that may not know you, I will also leave all the links be below the video if they want to check your profile, because I think PLCC everyone knows about it. But yeah, share a couple of words with my viewers. Yeah, so my title here is the Director of Business Development for PWCC. Um, and so I've been here since before we even built our vault that you were referencing. But, um, you know, as a, as a company, we really focus on building tools and infrastructure for um, the international uh, card community to support, right, for liquidity, for safe storage. Um, so we have different marketplaces. We have our premier auction, we have our weekly auction, um, and then we have, you know, fixed price sales as well. So you can send all your stuff to our vault. It all gets digitally archived. You can access it from anywhere in the world from your phone. Uh, and then, you know, if you want to sell something with a click of a button, send it to auction. And so for those, those clients internationally, it's actually really big to be able to get your cards into the States and then they can stay here in the swirl that is the United States, take advantage of grading, take advantage of, you know, lending of other resources like that, that you might not be able to get overseas. No, for sure. Um, I use PWCC a lot. I, I live in, in Portugal. So I send cards to grade, then I put the address of, of my vault. And for me, this, this, this is an amazing service that, I, again, if I was living in America, not sure if I would be using that much, but living overseas is such an amazing service. So the way this works, Jess, is I have five questions for you. Um, I will start with the first one. I know this... We have some time time limit today, so I will try to go a little bit faster. So the okay. first question uh, is actually related with Europe. So I'm European, as you know, at this point, and I see our, our region becoming more and more important in the collective uh, world, in the collective space. And I think PSI opening a grading office in the uh, uh, United Kingdom shows exactly what I'm talking about. First of all, I would love to know your thoughts about the European potential. If you can relate with soccer, that will be great. But for people that, uh, since this channel is about soccer, TCGs are also quite big in Europe, Pokemon, Magic, The Gathering, etc. So basically, it's two questions. The first, your, your first thoughts on the potential uh, of Europe. And if PWCC, you don't need to share numbers, of course, is also seeing the growth uh, of European demand. Yeah, the European market's actually seen a lot of growth. Um, you know, I, I'm sure you're aware of the European card tour that's going to be going on over in Europe. Um, we're going to be there in November for the first kickoff of the of the show in Munich. Um, and so there's there's a ton of a ton of growth internationally in general. And look, soccer is the most popular sport in the world, right? So um, it's going to be it's going to be a big focal point of that international growth. And we're definitely seeing that. Uh, you know, I believe that our platform specifically has a really good buyer pool of soccer uh, soccer buyers because we were on eBay for so long, right? So, you know, eBay does have a very broad reach. Um, and, you know, the problem with eBay, though, is just if it's not curated by a professional individual like ourselves, then usually the assets aren't represented properly, right? So us going off of eBay, but taking all of that information that we had previously from a buyer perspective, um, it, it enabled us to really grow a, a really big soccer following. So, um, you know, I actually played soccer in high school. I was a goalie. Um, so I do, I do love soccer. 
And uh, I don't follow it as close as some of the other experts would, um, you know, in the space. There's some guys that are incredibly knowledgeable about soccer, but that that specific niche has seen a ton of growth in the last three years. Um, and I actually made the um, the statement that uh, you know I think it's going to be one of our bigger sectors here in the coming years. I'm 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 very bullish on soccer. And look, the European community and the European market is going to be a big part to drive that. No, I, I agree 100%. Uh, a fun stat, and this isn't article data to be fair, but I tend to share with, with my viewers. Um, when I started my channel, basically my audience was like 70% from uh, the, uh, the United States of America. Right now is 35%. <laughs> the rest is comes from Asia, Europe. So uh, even in Portugal, uh, I, I'm seeing a lot of growth. Of course, is more people they they have Cristiano Ronaldo hookies and they try to make to make money with them. But the awareness is increasing quite quite a lot. So um, again, uh, related with this, I think this I made a, a very smart move, especially being the first. Uh, um, big grading company opening an, an office in Europe, and I think they also have uh, a lot of marketing to come to, to to the region because they need cards at the end of of the day. But yeah, great great answer. So, uh, question number two, I would say this is a more uh, complex one. To to be fair with you, with the crazy growth we saw in the soccer card market in the last two three years, we also saw some some bad things not related with LCC. To to be fair. But for example, grading companies, they, they've been doing a lot of mistakes. Cards that should not be a PSA 2, others should not be a PSA 4, a couple of fakes, etc. Um, I think with time, things will get better. I think they need to adjust. It's normal. We are, uh, PSA calls us an emergent market. I, I agree with that. We are still a, a very new market. <clears throat> but uh, I'm not even criticizing PLCC because I really think you guys do a great job. But I think with time, uh, trying to label things correct, because again, uh, that's, you can say, oh, that's for PSA, Beckett, etc. But for example, sure. you, you guys are the one determining what you put rookie or not. And sometimes I personally see some mistakes on PLCC. To be fair, mm -hmm. it's not only PLCC, all the other action houses do that. My question is, um, not sure if right now you guys have an expert for the soccer card market, and if not, do you guys want to expand more in the future, having someone that is really knows the stuff about the soccer card market? Because to be fair, soccer is really complex. You know, at least in Portugal, in Spain, it is basically probably one of the most complex markets that we have right now. Yeah, no, we, I wouldn't say we have a soccer expert um, on staff. We have we have people that understand the soccer market. Um, but, you know, really, I think what it comes down to is building a, the operations of the company, being able to have people title cards and having those people uh, knowledgeable enough to catch errors or catch mistakes that maybe grading companies make or that even our own people make. It, it's not as it's not an easy process. And I'm not making excuses, but um, it's just there's like people are people and people are human and there's going to be mistakes. It's going to happen. Um, you know, over time, I think you, you said it right. Like these things will get cleaned up. People will be more aware of it. I mean, look, we still make mistakes on basketball cards and baseball cards and football cards. Like it, it happens. It's not just the soccer market and the same with grading companies, grading fake cards and stuff like that. They're going to get smarter. They're going to get better, but guess what? So are the fakes. So, you know, everyone's, everyone's got to step their game up and do that. But, you know, as far as a, a soccer expert in house too, I actually, it's funny. I had a call today with a guy 
um, a couple hours ago that I'm trying to bring on board, who's a soccer expert for sure. So we're, we're investing in growing the soccer space. I see the potential. Um, I've got a nice hot take for you at the end of this thing, but, um, it's soccer is, like I said, it's, it's a, it's a massively emerging market. And I just think that there's a ton of potential. No, and that makes me really happy to know, being honest with you, because I love to 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 speed up CC, and I think you guys have done so many things right in the past that uh, for us, for for the soccer card market, look, I I have a Discord, one of the biggest discords in in the soccer card market, and uh, when there is an auction, uh, the the weekly auctions, we tend to talk about a lot of stuff there, share share perspective. Are you bidding on this or not? And sometimes we see a couple of mistakes uh, that, again, that, that's why I'm asking this. Nothing that bad, to, to be fair, normal mistakes, being honest with you. But I think if you guys have that person that knows just a bit more, you guys can improve uh, quite, quite a lot. That being said, still an amazing service. So... Hey guys, quick pause on the video. Hope you're enjoying this talk with Jess. I had a great time, so don't forget to leave a like on the video. I would appreciate that quite a lot. Apart from that, also check Jess on social media, in this case, Instagram. Two things I want to talk uh, with you is my Patreon community, where I have exclusive content. The first reason to join the Patreon community should be supporting the channel, and I appreciate that quite a lot. But I also provide a lot of value there. So uh, joining Patreon gives you access to exclusive content every week, Q&A every Wednesday, and the extra audio on Saturday. If you joined right now, you have the future ones and also 60 exclusive videos already recorded so link below the video if you want to join the community another thing is my discord server uh, totally free to join we are more than 800 members crazy number to think about amazing place to learn and share about the soccer card market and again there is no reason to not join you are actually missing a lot if you are not there so both links will be below the video let's continue let like i said don't forget to subscribe don't forget to, to like very important and let's go into the video the question number three um is i would say a fun one because uh, i was talking uh with uh, with lcc on instagram about this so I, I, this is almost me shitting on a on the on the question because i i already know the answer but you guys okay. recently have a great uh, started a great partnership with Beck at CSG. Um, mm -hmm. Basically, I can get my cards raw graded with you, and you guys then sell uh, and uh, sell them that sell the cards for me. I think mm -hmm. the service overall is is an amazing idea. But uh, um, let's be real. Let's say I, I have a Christian Ronaldo rookie that in a PSA 10 sells for a lot. I grade with. With, with you guys, let's say with Beckett, and instead of a nine, and I'm, I'm expecting I get a seven. Maybe mm -hmm. I want to keep the card on my vault. Maybe I don't even want to sell anymore because maybe that's more a, a collector grade for me than investment type of grade that I, I want to, to profit. So um, this is a question and a suggestion, if, if, I, if I can make one, that I sure. think the service is amazing, but I would love if you guys at least give an option Let's say I put, if the grade is not this, you can keep the, the cards on the vault. Something around these lines. Uh, what what do you think about? Is this something that you guys are are um, also thinking about, basically? And yeah, a couple Absolutely. of Absolutely, yeah. No, it's it's on our radar for sure. Um, we've actually had discussions with 
said grading companies about potentially offering just a vaulting service with grading. Um, the the logistics around allowing someone to select whether to sell or not after it's been graded is kind of the complicated part of it, right? Um, so it's it's something that we're looking at. We definitely think that there's there's room to grow this these partnerships. There's room to give additional options for people that want to send stuff to grading because I, I know internationally too that it's you, you know not having access to all the grading companies is is difficult, right? And so you want to be able to send your stuff in, get it graded, and then make an educated decision after that of what to do with it. So chances are what'll probably happen is we'll have a second layer of of grading maybe it's a little bit more expensive but it'll give you the option where you don't have to send it right to marketplace and it'll go into your vault graded and then if you want to sell it you can sell it from there but maybe it'll be five bucks more card ten bucks more card whatever it may be right but then you have the flexibility and the option because part of the reason why we got such good rates and such fast turn times with the grading companies is because they want to gain back market share they want to get more cards on the market right so they want to see those cards that are graded sold so if they're going to lose that piece, and this is just full transparency, my guess is that they will come back and say, well, yeah, if they don't if they don't have to sell them, then we need to charge an extra 5 or $10 because that card's not going to hit the market. Well, there's no guarantee that card's going to hit the market, right? So yeah. Um, yeah, we've been talking about it internally. We brought it up to the grading companies and I would actually expect maybe like, you know, early, early Q1 next year. Um, so maybe in January that we will roll out a service where that'll be an option. Oh, again, great news. <laughs> I, I'm, <laughs> I'm really happy that, uh, look, I guess I, I can share with you how I operate my my collection. Basically, I use middlemen uh, a lot of times to, to grade mm -hmm. my cards, but I'm more a collector than, uh, I would say, an investor, a, a, a person that flips a lot of stuff is not my case uh, at all. But if you guys had that, uh, the service you are talking about right now, I guess I can make everything with PDLCC will be basically a, a one shop stop for me. And as a, again, as a person that, that lives outside of America, that will help me tremendously with fees, etc. I would not mind pay extra fee as long things are much easier for, for me. So um, again, really happy with the, the answer, being <laughs> honest with you. So the question number four, um, PWCC recently started talking about different uh, markets in the collectible space. I'm talking about comics, uh, memorabilia, and video games. Mm -hmm. um, I have a fun question for you, a very macro question. So yeah. I understand there is good buys in, in every market. And as a, as a PWCC representative, you probably say buy and sell all of them. But basically, so let, let's start with this. Comics, memorabilia, and video games. Buy one, sell one, old one. Uh, let's see. Sell one would be... Oh, that's tough, man. This is a tough question because I, I really like all of them. Um, I, I would say sell one would be comics. Buy one would be video games. Hold one would be memorabilia. Okay. Uh, Game use memorabilia. Um, give me a quick explanation. I'll, I'll, I'll give you an explanation. So um, I would say to sell comics right now, because I think comics have had a really good run up. I think that um, while comics are amazing and I love them and they're actually, they're actually one of my favorite things to hold in person as a graded comic. I, I absolutely love it. Uh, I just, I think the market has grown a lot and it's going to, it's going to slow down a little bit. Um, so I think taking advantage, if you've made some good returns, some good gains in comics, I'd probably sell them right now. 
Uh, video games, I say buy now because they're so early in video games. And obviously, if you're buying now, you're not going to sell it. So you're going to hold that. Uh, I just I think video games are super nostalgic. I personally don't play video games anymore. I haven't played video games in almost 20 years. But even myself was looking at, you know, for me, I'm 38. So growing up, GoldenEye 007 was a huge game. You know, Tech Mobile was a huge game. Um, I, I, I also I also played that. <laughs> did you? Did you? Yeah, see? <laughs> So, and once again, like, like comics, holding the video games when they're graded in your hands, uh, it's, it's pretty impressive. Uh, and that market is so early. I think there's a ton of, ton of growth room in that market. And then um, memorabilia, if you have it, I'd say hold it because I think memorabilia is really starting to get some shine right now. I mean, we've seen, you know, the Jordan jersey sell for over 10 million. Um, there's going to be some other big sales come out of memorabilia. So I think that in the next you know, few years, memorabilia is really going to take off. Um, so that's why I'd say buy, sell, and hold on those three. Yeah, the the Maradona jersey also sold for a, a crazy amount of, of money. Yep. So um, just quick thoughts about this. Uh, um, comics is is not a thing that that I have interesting to to be honest with you. I, I did not grow up with that. But specific talking more about video games, I, I agree with you. I know there is some what takes sometimes about video games that people do not understand. But I actually, and I share this on my YouTube channel a couple of times, this is my crazy hot take about the entire collectible space. I think vi video games over time will become the number one collectible uh, in the world. Again, uh, I'm not sure if it will be in 10, 20 years. But uh, it's just uh, a generation thing. I think they, they they have been, I don't know, I think, think yes, I, I have nostalgia for certain players in soccer. I played so many hours uh, playing Nintendo 64. <laughs> and uh, I, I completely understand why, why there is so, so many people believing in video games. Because even if I'm not in that market, I have a couple to be fair, but nothing crazy. I honestly mm -hmm. believe a lot uh, long run. And uh, I'm happy to see PLCC expanding more uh, into different markets because I think if one one category grows, everything grows in general. So yeah, I, I agree. I think the collectible space, we're getting more, we're getting more to a place where people with institutional money and like and investors in the stock market, they're getting kind of tired and bored, I think, of the normal, the normal investments they're making. And they're looking at, you know, alternative investments. And so whether it's trading cards or video games or comics or memorabilia, um, you know, as PWCC, because we're getting into these verticals, we want to have that infrastructure that we've we've had for trading cards be replicated in those other markets. And so um, you know, I would I would make the argument that I think the supply for video games might not be enough to make it number one. There might not be enough video games out there because the one thing we have about trading cards is that there's so many trading cards, right? Um, but I still think that that supply could be an issue. If Fanatics does what they say they're going to do for trading cards, um, the awareness gap is going to shrink, the masses are going to get involved, and the demand is going to increase drastically for trading cards. And so I think that's going to create, um, you know, the, the supply demand mismatch that could be video games. I think prices could go crazy for video games, right? But I don't know from a quantity perspective if there is enough out there. Um, but then again, you look at CIBs where there's no seal on the box, right? It's just cartridge in box. Um, uh, though the CIBs could be huge, like that, that hasn't really caught on yet. They're fairly inexpensive, um, unless it's a really rare CIB, but that yes. could be that could be the supply that's needed to really take the, the video game market to the next level.
No, for sure. And another thing that I would add in, into this conversation is uh, the European versions that right now are not worth a lot. Mm -hmm. But again, if the, if the the American versions get super expensive, in my opinion, it's a question of time until there is a trickle-down right. effect. And it brings those up. Exactly. The European version, Canadian Canadian version, etc. But uh, I, I'm with you on that. I think the supply could basically make sense what, what you said in the sense that cards, they, they, they trade much more often. There is a bigger supply than video games. And even the entry point on a video on a graded video game is quite higher than if you want mm -hmm. to buy a PSA slab <laughs> right now, there is a lot of them <laughs> quite cheap. Sure. Video games is not the case. I mean, even grading, uh, I don't want, this is the top of my head, but I believe is around $60. So it's, it's already a, a strong fee for it. Right. For a, yeah, there's, a, a, there's a little more friction to get into the space yeah. for video games than there is for trading cards, for sure. No, for sure. So uh, the last question um, is a question I ask everyone that comes to the podcast is unpopular opinion or take about the hobby, could be about the soccer card market or the entire hobby mm -hmm. is, is up to you. Okay, so my, my hot take is I think the soccer market will be the biggest market in trading cards in five years. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, I believe it. Okay, you basically end up winning all my viewers already. <laughs> <laughs> that's not that's not the goal, but like like <laughs> I said before, I I really do believe it. Like, look, it's it's the most popular sport in the world. Um, you know, our international reach as an industry is just starting. So the infrastructure that we're going to have for the inter international market to be able to you know access grading like liquidity marketplaces. Um, and have the world operate as one instead of just this United States market. It, it's gonna it's gonna open up the doors for everybody. Fanatics is gonna do a good job with the awareness gap. Um, you know, we're gonna have it'll be two World Cups under our belt by that point. And I just think that the only thing that's gonna hold back soccer is maybe supply. Um, you know, I just think that could be the only issue. But outside of that, I, I think that soccer cards, like if I was going to invest in one card right now that I was going to hold for five years, it would easily be a soccer card, probably a Messi or Ronaldo. I mean, that's just, that's what I would do. Um, game, something game used or match used um, on card autos. Those are the kind of things that I like personally. Um, so I've actually been looking, I like, I absolutely am in love with flawless soccer cards. I just think they're, they're gorgeous. It's going crazy right now. Yeah. They're <laughs> gore and, and they should, they should, because they're, I mean, it's that for me, that's the the prettiest soccer card, just the the way it looks. It's gorgeous. And what I love about some of the jerseys, too, is you can get some incredible patches. Uh, I mean, incredible patches, because I know in the in the other sports, how much of a premium cards go for when they have a really nice three color patch. And in soccer, you can get five or six color patches. Sometimes some of these patches I've seen for Messi are crazy. Um, so, yeah, I, I really believe it. And I think the soccer market has just an unbelievable potential here in the next five years. I agree. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm also very bullish uh, in this, uh, about the soccer card market for, for obvious reasons. But the, the, a fun fact about Flawless, I'm not sure if you, if you are aware of this or not, Flawless is going crazy in China right now. Mm -hmm. uh, Flawless is selling for more on, in certain auction houses like Cardobi they, they, they have there than on eBay, for, for, for example. So th there is actually people trying to, to buy on eBay, LCC, etc., to sell. Uh, to sell on card. Yeah. 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 Be but because see, like, as, as the international community comes together and we're able to have all this stuff listed on a marketplace that can be accessed everywhere, because I know the firewalls are an issue in China. Yeah. Um, you know, once that's once that's worked out and figured out where people can access it from anywhere, 
well, that that just that's going to light light it on fire, right? That's going to pour gasoline on the fire that's already created, and it's going to really open up. I think you know access to these cards in the states. It's going to open up everything for the international community to love and respect soccer cards even more than they do now. No, oh, yeah, I, I I try to follow the the Chinese market to have an idea. They are going crazy about soccer right now, and it makes sense because soccer is also super popular in China. They love sure. the Premier League, etc. Yeah, I, I really believe that soccer, everyone is aware about the, the soccer card market right now, but I, I still feel that we are just starting. Uh, mm -hmm. For example, fan number is Maradona, one of the best players ever. The, the only true rookie is uh, 77, uh, is actually a POG, a disc. You guys, disc, hold, yeah. you, you guys actually hold the, the record sale for a PSA yep. 7. Yep. Um, that card... All grades is below 100 copies, and things. I also follow the, the Argentina market close. Things are not appearing that much there. So, again, if you like, you said if you put in perspective the demand, the true rookie is below 100 copies. Things can get really crazy for soccer. Yeah. I'm not providing any financial advice, of course. But <laughs> at the end of the day, rarity is the most important thing, and there is a is. lot of what we call. Yes, there is condition rarity, but there is actually strong rarity, true rarity, which I think sure. tends to perform much better in the long I, run. I totally agree. I think that the the actual rarity of the card itself um, is something you can't you can't ignore. And if I was buying anything, I would focus with that in mind. I also do think that this sport, uh, being as popular as it is, you know, once people are made aware that you know these cards are worth what they're worth and they keep going up in value you're going to see some um, big fines just like we had with like the black swamp fine in the United States with all those E98s that were worth millions and millions. Um, you're going to find, you know, we had the 52 mantle finder. There was like uh, six or seven Mickey mantle, 52 tops Mickey mantles, which are worth millions. Right. So I think that the popularity and the awareness internationally is going to uncover some larger collections that maybe we've never seen. So I think the populations are going to change and grow as everything grows it's pretty natural that that would happen um so sure. don't don't be shocked if in five years that that maradona disc there's been 400 copies graded with psa right 500 copies maybe, maybe but, more right we don't know what the supply is on it but still, but very, still very low that's still very rare <laughs> that's still very very rare right for the, one of the greatest soccer players of all time so actually, uh, a fun fact again, uh, in Portugal, um, a couple of uh, TV channels start, started talking about Cristiano Ronaldo rookies that they are selling for a lot in America. Um, also, a couple of uh, websites related with soccer also made a lot of news. Same in Spain for, for Messi, by the way. And uh, I went to the Portuguese eBay and a lot of them ended up appearing but not as much as I was expecting because the awareness was almost national, you know? So I still think, again, you are totally correct. We don't know the supply for sure, but I, from what I've been tracking, I believe there is a lot of strong rarity, some items more than others for sure. But, um, but yeah, great, great, great conversation. I, I really enjoyed this one. Just one thing, is your prediction related with the World Cup being in America in 2026? has nothing to do with where it is. Um, I just I just think, because I'm talking about it being bigger than basketball cards, right? So uh, the, it takes the international community for that to happen. And I just think that by the time that like we've gone through two World Cups, we've had all this build up to this one in Qatar, then we have 
um, you know, another four years and another buildup for the next one that's in the States. I just think once that completes, it's going to, it's going to turn the market on its head. And there's a lot that's going to happen in that five years too, uh, with fanatics, with us, with infrastructure, um, you know, accessibility internationally, all those things just create, create the opportunity for the most popular sport in the world to be the most popular trading card sector in the world. Okay. And yes, fanatics all the time. The, the, every time I watch an interview related with fanatics, they, they talk about the international potentially reaching a new audience. I mean, do not get much better than soccer. That's, is, I mean, is, is basically what you need to target if you really want. Of course, there is other markets like F1, TCGs in general that also have the international appeal, but nothing is bigger than soccer if they really want a sport with crazy potential because we know it's, it's the biggest sport uh, in the world so yep. Jess, uh thank you so much for spending this this time uh, with me I, I really appreciate it um any final thoughts if you want to share uh, feel free um no thanks for having me it was it was great to be on here and have a good chat with you i would just say that if you for anybody watching this who is international and they haven't tested out the vault at a minimum I would say try to send something there, see how it feels, see how it looks. It'll be digitally archived. You can go into your account, you can check it all out, and then you can send it. You know, we're your fulfillment center too. We can ship it anywhere, um, anywhere in the world. So just get on there, check us out if you haven't yet. Um, but yeah, this was great, great talk. Thanks for having me. No, uh, thank you so much. And guys, don't forget to like. See you guys next time. Bye.